The following presentation was recorded at the Buddhist Society of Victoria, Malvern East, Australia. Please visit our website at bsv.net.au. Namo dasa bhagavato arato sammasambuddhasa. Namo dasa bhagavato arato sammasambuddhasa. Namo dasa bhagavato arato sammasambuddhasa. Buddhang dhammang sankhang namasami ito parang sakajang dhammo sotapoti. So again, uh, welcome to the the uh, BSV. Uh, listening to the Dhamma this morning. This is good that you all turned up uh, on a Sunday morning. It's, uh, it's uh, really good, and it's again, it's it's nice to do. Even though we can't do these things in person, we'd still have the opportunity to yeah, you know, listen to the Dhamma and do it online, and you know, do it from the comfort of our own home kind of thing. Um, and so I. You know, it's. I'll start by making like a, 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 a not a very astute uh, claim in that, in that you know, obviously at the moment we're sort of in the midst in Melbourne and in New South Wales and in different places we're still in the midst of this kind of lockdown and this sort of perpetual state of you know perpetual state of limbo of suspended animation of when will this thing stop kind of thing. And, you know, it's no great surprise that because we've sort of been in this extended period for so long, uh, extended lockdown for so long, that there, it does bring about these different kinds of feelings of frustration and different feelings of, you know, suffering. And it comes out in many different ways. And one of the ways that it, 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 it does actually come out and something that is common to most people and most people's experience of the extended lockdowns and this is whether you're you're a buddhist or not whether you're a meditator or you're not is there are we can have times during this where we actually feel very you know sort of despondent and we feel sort of in a way like hopeless as like when is this thing ever gonna end we have these feelings of like when we sort of get up and it's like you know why you know why bother it's just sort of another day of the same kind of thing so this seems like a pretty common, pretty common thing that we all sort of experience. So I thought I'd maybe talk a little bit about that today. These feelings of despondency, hopelessness, uh, despair, sort of frustration. Uh, yeah, as I said, this feeling of you know why bother? It's just more of the same. Thought I'd speak about that today. But then also, you know, why some of these things come about, and also some of the things that we can actually do to overcome overcome this and the way I will sort of talk about this what I'm thinking about with this is you know, the way that we we can overcome these kinds of things is actually relating our situation to something that we call the eight worldly conditions or the eight worldly dhammas um, some of you might be familiar with the eight worldly dhammas there uh, there are a set of you could say like a set of dichotomous variables of positive and negative things that happen in our existence that the Buddha talked about whereby that we're all sort of subject to these things. So looking at ways that we can sort of look at our situation in, in relation to that and developing uh, developing wisdom around the eight worldly conditions and developing patience around them and developing gratitude around them as well. 
So, but before before I sort of like launch launch into any of that, um, one sort of caveat, one sort of disclaimer I want to make first before I start is that, you know, I'm going to be talking about this, as I said, this kind of feeling of despondency, hopelessness uh, that we have from being in extended periods of lockdown um, and what that sort of brought about for us. So I'm actually, I'm going to be making some very broad generalizations, very broad societal level generalizations. <clears throat> I'm not talking about any one particular uh, specific situation or instance of any one person's experience and the, and the different kinds of suffering that they might have. You know, uh, obviously there are these very, you know, there, there's some very sort of like serious things that have happened because of the pandemic and things that, we've, that have sort of come to light that we didn't really, that were sort of under the surface and we didn't really know that were there. These, you know, there's these, you know, obviously these like very objectively serious and terrible kinds of things like increased rates of suicide, you know, increased rates of domestic violence, increased rates of, increased rates of like child sexual abuse and all these kinds of things. And, and even to the point of, you know, uh, increased mental illness illness, uh, not being able to see your family and all these kinds of things. Also, there's all these objective, you know, terrible things that have come about because of the lockdown. And so what I'm going to talk about today, I'm not trying to minimize that in any way, any, any of those kinds of things. More, as I said, more what I'm talking about is this general level of despondency from things, you know, being, you know, uh, yeah, generally, generally okay, but we just sort of feel this kind of frustration towards the situation. Um, so well, why do we actually then experience this when, you know, objectively, if you sort of like look out in society at the moment and, and, the, and the kind of lockdown that we're in and the, the, the sort of the pandemic we're in at the moment, if you look at it objectively, it's like it's, and you compare it to other kind of disasters in history, uh, wars, uh, other plagues, all these kinds of things, actually things are pretty good, you know, like, the, you know, there's, you, if you haven't been to, but the, like I'm assuming the supermarkets are all full of full of food. You know, we have access to like good medical care. Um, you know, we have you know like uh, government support for people that that have fallen on economic hard times. You know, and there's all these there's all these things about it where it's like you know even you can you do your job at the moment. You can still make your living from home now. You could your children there education there hasn't been interrupted. Uh, so there's all these things where it's, you know, objectively when you compare it to other you, you disasters in history, it's it's not so bad. So why do we sort of have, you'd think with those bigger disasters and things like that, that would be the things that more lead to this kind of despondency and hopelessness. So why are we feeling this now with this, um, with this current pandemic? And so I think I think a good way to to understand why we're experiencing things like this at the moment is is uh, through this phenomena. It's called learned helplessness, um, and this was sort of discovered in the early seventies, late sixties, or something like that. Can't remember, but yeah, like it's been around. It's been around for a fair while. And what what uh, learned helplessness is is this feeling that. Uh, when you're sort of exposed to you know, negative stimuli for a long period of time, you just you end up sort of giving up on it. And the way they, the way they uh, found this is they, um, what they did is they had like a, like a cage kind of thing, and the and the floor, the, they had two sections of the floor and a little net in the middle of it, and so they put a dog in one side, 
one side of the floor and the dog could jump over the net and all these kinds of things and they electrified one side of the floor. And so obviously electrified that side of the floor and it's not a big electric, you know, it wasn't going to kill the dog, it's just like an electric shock and the dog would jump over to the other side to get away from the electric shock that it was getting. But what happened is, is they ended up uh, electrifying the other side of the, the floor as well. So wherever the dog would jump to is still getting electrocuted. And so he's, like, he's got no way to get out of it. So what ends up happening is, is, you know, the dog's in this cage. There's no other place to get out and the floor's electrocuted. So what actually ends up happening is, is dog ends up just giving up and just lying on the floor and getting electrocuted over and over and over again. It's just like, I can't get out of this. It's, you know, it basically just gives up. Sees no other way out of it. So, you know, some of us may think we're, we're sort of in the same kind of situation as like, you know, I'm sort of locked in my home and there's no way out and I'm just keep getting these kind of electric shocks. But if we you know, consider, if we consider our situation at the moment, it's, as I said, it's, it's not objectively, it's not that bad. The kind of shocks we're getting, is not that bad. You still, you know, you've still got, I don't know, you've still got Netflix, you've still got all these kinds of things, you've still got, uh, uh, you know, you can, you can do all the things you need to do. So why do we have this feeling of despondency and hopelessness? And I've sort of been thinking about it a little bit and, um, and through conversations with different people kind of thing. And one of, the, one, of the, one of the big things we can look at in our society at the moment, and again, I'm speaking about developed, you know, more developed nations, Australia, uh, America, uh, UK, all these kinds of developed nations, is you can look at the period we are in history now, and especially after like the Second World War, things have been getting exponentially a lot better for us. Um, this is even actually happening in developing nation quality of life, uh, life expectancy, child mortality rates, uh, you know, uh, the, 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 the amount of nutrition you can get every day. This is things are being have been getting better for a long period of time. And, you know, and if I sort of look at my own life, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm from what is it? Generation. I'm from Generation X. So uh, and so anyone that's sort of about my age, even maybe a little bit older, if we've grown up in this, these developed nations, nothing bad has really actually happened to me. I've I've never been in any wars. I've never I've never like uh, you know sort of had you know my houses blowing up around me. I've I've never been you know in a society where a dictator's sort of overthrown. I've I've never been in this uh, situation of mass economic collapse or anything in my life. I've had none of those you know, big kind of experiences in my life that, that are objectively like quite bad. And so for me, my, again, I've been very, very fortunate. Um, and so I think a lot of us sort of share that same, that same kind of good fortune that we actually have. And so what happens when this, when you have this for a long period of time, you sort of expect things to be this way all the time. You expect things to be positive and you think that the positive things that are in life have become permanent. And when, when that permanency and that positive uh, stops in some way or some part of it's taken away from you, you're just not used to that and that sort of like shatters your experience kind of thing. And when and more, the more negative sides of things come in, we also start to think that that is permanent. 
and especially, say for example, with the lockdown, this is something that's dragged on a while. So we think, okay, it's always, it just sort of in the back of your mind, you're always thinking it's, it's always going to be like this again, like this dog. It's like, I've been shocked so many times, you know, I, I, you know, you know why bother, you know, the plans that we try to make the, um, uh, the plans that we try to make, you know, different things in our lives that we want it to change. And it's just, it just, everything gets sort of thrown asunder. And so, when these negative aspects come about, we think that this is permanent as well. And just like we think the positive side of the, you know, for the past few, past few decades, everything's been going well. We think that that's permanent. We think that that's not going to change. But if we investigate and look at the, uh, one of the teachings of the Buddha, as I said, the eight, the eight worldly conditions, we see that things can't always be like this can't always be good, can't always be bad. And just to actually, maybe just to backtrack a little bit, anybody that, um, for anybody that maybe doesn't know exactly what I'm talking about when I say the eight worldly conditions or the eight worldly dhammas, again, they're these, they're these positive and ne negative aspects of each person's experience that everybody has to go through. Um, and this is something the Buddha said that uh, the the eight worldly condition is he said that that everything in the world revolves around the eight worldly conditions and the world revolves around world revolves around them and those eight worldly conditions as I said they're sort of dichotomous pairs of variables that are positive and negative or just you know eight things so the first one is gain and the second one is loss so you can see that there's a positive and there's a negative side there. The second, second, oh, the, the third one, I should say, is uh, is is uh, good repute, or good repute, or fame. It's sometimes translated as fame and disrepute. So, and then you have praise, and then you have blame, and you have pain and pleasure. So you have these eight things that have a positive and negative valiant, valence and everybody in the world is subject to them. Even the Buddha was subject to them. The Buddha was subject to pain. The Buddha was subject to disrepute. Um, the Buddha was subject to pain. Like everybody's susceptible to these things, whether you're enlightened, whether you're not enlightened, whether you're rich, you're poor, whether you're, you know, well, you know, you have a good standing in society, whatever it actually is, everybody is susceptible to these things and what the buddha actually said about the eight worldly conditions is that is that when uh an uninstructed worldly disciple which basically means anybody that's not enlightened at all so pretty much everybody uh when we come up against these gain or loss repute uh disrepute play praise blame pain or pleasure we forget that these things are impermanent that these things are suffering, that these things are subject to change. And when an uninstructed worldly disciple experiences this and forgets that they're impermanent, suffering and subject to change, we become obsessed by them. The gain that we have, we become obsessed by it. The loss that we have, we become obsessed by it. This sort of overtakes our thinking. And when it overtakes our thinking, we become attracted to the positive side of the eight worldly of the eight worldly dhamma. So we become attracted to gain, to praise, to repute, to 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 pleasure, and we become repulsed by by loss, uh, uh, disrepute, and blame and pain. So we you know forget that these things are impermanent, suffering and subject to change. But uh, what the Buddha called an instructed uh, sorry, uh, 
you know, a, 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 no, a noble disciple of the Buddha, basically somebody that's enlightened, when they experience the eight worldly conditions, they remember and they know that this is impermanent, that this is suffering, that this is subject to change. And because they know this, then they don't, their minds aren't obsessed by the eight worldly conditions. They don't become attracted to the positive side of them. They don't become repulsed by the negative side of them. And they are able to able to move through life with 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 without this sort of massive suffering that comes along with it. So, again, tying this kind of feeling of despondency, hopelessness, back to the eight worldly dhammas, we've we've so many things in our life have been sort of skewed towards the positive aspect of the eight worldly dhammas for so long that we think that they're permanent, and now that. A little bit it's sort of flicked to the other side where the negative sides of the eight worldly dharmas have come about it throws us asunder and we you know and it because it's been happening for a little while we think it's permanent and we but we forget that it's impermanent we forget that it's suffering we forget that it's subject to change we basically forget these things and we think they think these negative things that are happening to us are that are permanent and because we think they're permanent we start to feel again we start to feel despondent we start to feel hopeless again like the dog sort of locked in the cage you think you can't get out of this so you just sort of lie down whereas if we think about it you know at some point even the negative sides of the eight worldly dhammas this has to end there's like there's no other way it can be any other way everything has to end you know you know lockdowns have to end the protests have to end like covid in general has to end uh you know you know everything has to end governments and nations and like cultures and languages and societies and you know species and like planets <laughs> planets and our sun will end our earth will end like our galaxy will end the universe will end at some point everything is going to end at some point so you know maybe you know bringing it back to a bit more of a localized temporal place in space and time of your current experience and this feeling of despondency and things like that how do we therefore deal with this levels of despondency and hopelessness and this kind of feeling that you know you you you, uh, you just sort of had enough well you know the buddha gave us the remedy for that of investigating the eight worldly dhammas the eight worldly conditions <clears throat> we can the i think the ways the some of the ways that we can overcome this kind of despondency, this sense of hopelessness, is there's a few there's a few tools you could say that we we can use. We can use you know the wisdom of the Buddha. We can use banya uh, to investigate the eight worldly conditions. But another thing that we can, another tool that we actually have, is developing what we call kanti, or, we, uh, or another word for that is patience or patience and endurance. But then also developing gratitude towards uh, the, the particular kind of situation that we're in at the moment. So to develop uh, wisdom towards the eight worldly conditions, we just we do those things that the Buddha said. We when we experience when we experience any of the eight worldly conditions, we try to 
investigate them as, as something that is impermanent, that something that is inherently has some kind of suffering there, and that they are, that they are subject to change. We investigate our situation with wisdom and just knowing that this is just the way it is at the moment. It, you know, it can't be any other way. Nobody can escape the, the, the positive and negative sides of the eight worldly dhammas. So we just know that it is this way. And at some point, you know, it does, it will have to change. Whether it's good, it has to change. Whether it's bad, it has to change. We can develop a lot of wisdom around this by look, continuing to look at our situation in this way. And, you know, that's, you know, that's all, that's all well and good. You, you know, you finish the talk today, you go back, oh, great. Uh, Jansadaro said, like, everything's impermanent, lockdown will end. You tell yourself this this morning, and you sort of tell yourself this again tomorrow afternoon. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to end at some time. Two days away, you tell yourself, oh, it's, yeah, it's still going kind of thing. You know, three days, a month away, we're still in lockdown. So, oh, I thought this was going to end at some point. Uh, so, you know, just doing this is not enough. You know, we also have to, you know, develop the quality of kanti. We have to develop the quality of patience and patience endurance. You can see at the moment, like people, they're, they're not displaying much, much kanti. They're not displaying much patience because it's like we're sort of like almost out of it. And it's like, well, no, nah, I'm, I'm frustrated. I need to, you know, I, I just don't have the patience to deal with it, to deal with this to the end. So I'm going to go out and do all these things and watch the football and all these kind of strange things. So we have to also develop patience and endurance. We have to develop kanti when we find ourselves in any of these, especially the negative sides of the eight worldly of the eight worldly dhammas. The Buddha said that developing kanti, developing patience, this is this is the this is the he I can't remember the exact term, but he said basically he said it's it's the greatest kind of like 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 fire that burns up the defilements. Um, so just having this, just developing this faculty of patience and endurance is something that we can. That is is it might seem tedious, but it's something that is is something that's so important. <clears throat> but then there's the other side of it as well, where we can actually start to you know, as part of our practice, as part of our meditation practice, as part of our you know sort of more formalized dharma practice, we can. We can try to develop this sense of gratitude as well towards the our situation that we have at the moment, and especially to develop gratitude towards the the aspects of the eight worldly conditions that we've we've experienced, the positive sides, and sort of looking at our experience and thinking, well, what what are some of the positive things that we have at the moment? What are some of the more positive aspects of the eight worldly conditions that we actually we are actually living at the moment? And you might you might sort of like look at that in the midst of sort of your your sort of your 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 suffering and go, well there's nothing there to be grateful for. But the more we actually look at our situation, the more we can find many, many things to be grateful for. And the closer we look at it as well, we can even see aspects of the negative sides of the eight worldly conditions and we can actually be very grateful for some of those things as well you maybe you maybe think back to some of the times in your life where you've where you've sort of fallen into the negative side of the eight worldly conditions 
you might have been you might have gone through some kind of loss you might have gone through some kind of blame for something that you mightn't have done you might have gone through some kind of criticism or disrepute or you might have gone through some kind of pain and actually going through that experience was the thing that made you the person you are now you grew from it you learned from it it was probably can be one of the most invaluable lessons that you learn in your life so we can try to look at the eight worldly conditions we can look at the different aspects of it as, it, as it's occurring in our lives and actually develop some kind of gratitude for it look again you know if you look at your own situation your own situation again for me it's uh, for me is you know as i said i my life's been very very fortunate um you know if you look out in society again you go to the supermarket it's full of food there's there's medical care available you know you can you can do your job from home you can still earn your living you're not in a failed state you're not in a war zone you're not you, ha you haven't like lost everything from you know like somebody like like air raid bombings kind of thing where you've had to run away and then now that you're a refugee sort of move throughout 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 the world you, there's so many of these things where things are good around you on a on a societal level but then also if you look at your own experience as well just this simple fact that you're alive just this simple fact that you're you're aware that you're awake that you're conscious this is the, the the probabilities of you being the person that you are right now is just it's astronomical it's 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 so you know you arising in the world is so rare and the the good fortune you have to be born as a human and be born in this state and be born in this uh, you know being born in this time right now it's it's so it's so wondrous you, you you have the opportunity now to you know you're sitting there you're sitting there you're listening to this on like on a computer in a nice home and all these kinds of things the probabilities of you being who you are in this in this moment are astronomical you think of the sort of the genetic lineage that sort of like goes back all the way all the different kinds of relatives you had uh the the probabilities that you are the person you are now this the kind of the way that the, the you know the, the 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 continents and planets formed and and all these kinds of things that all these kinds of things that have brought you to this point of you being awake and alive at this moment it's 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 phenomenal and just and even just being able to experience this now this this also means that you're you you, you likely you don't have a terminal illness at the moment you know you're healthy you know you're you're awake you're alive you're you know you're you're not like you're not in some sort of hospital dulled by morphine or whatever like you're you're awake and you're you you have this life to live and you know you have you have people around you have friends around you have so many things around and it's you know it's it's nice it's like the sun's out like it's it's spring there's you know, birds around there's so many things about this life that you can be grateful for but you just have to look for them and you have to continue to keep looking for them because all you really have is your experience you you don't have anything else whether your experience is good or whether your experience is bad like this is what you actually have all you have is the moment that you have right now 
There's nothing, there is nothing else besides that. But just to have this moment, it's something, it's so improbable that you should try to be grateful for it and try to be grateful for the experience that you've actually got. So while it can feel like you know, we might feel hopeless and we might feel despair and all these kinds of things, if we consider these things and we try to develop gratitude for these different aspects of our lives, this is what can help us overcome this feeling of, well, why should I, why should I bother with it anymore? Why, you know, I just feel hopeless. It's like, well, there's so much out there to be grateful for. So maybe, maybe with that, I'll, I'll sort of wrap it up and, you know, and just, and, you know, and just, this is something hopefully that we can sort of take and, you know, when we are, when we do have those periods where we do feel a little bit down, we do feel a little bit despondent for this because of this sort of extended lockdown, we can try to develop these aspects of gratitude. We can develop the wisdom towards these different factors of the uh, eight worldly condition, again, uh, conditions, <clears throat> again, gain, loss, uh, uh, like fame, disrepute, uh, praise, blame, uh, pain and pleasure we you know the reason the reason we might feel these kind of this kinds of despondency at the moment is because we've just sort of forgot that the eight worldly conditions are sort of operating in this way and we're just sort of stuck in a little bit more of a negative side of it but if we can actually you know look at our lives and develop wisdom around the eight worldly conditions then we can actually see that at some level all of this actually will end and we if we develop patience in the in the in the more negative times you know we, it will it will eventually change and if we can develop gratitude for the things that we do have this is this is a good way for us to overcome this kind of you know despondency and hopelessness that we have for these things so with that 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 might be enough of of me uh, talking about sort of despondency and hopelessness and hopefully it's given you some some sort of hope and hopefully it's given you some some kind some kind of uh, you know other aspect other aspect there that's not just weighed on more hopelessness and terribleness and uh, and 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 all these kinds of things so hopefully it's been useful for you in some way um hopefully it's been useful for you in your practice and these are some things that you can uh, recollect and think about and hopefully it can it can uh you know, help you uh move closer towards seeing the dhamma so with that we can maybe open it up to some questions